friends, welcome to 1,000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. Before I jump into things, let me say quickly that if you find this podcast helpful or encouraging in any way, would you consider supporting this work financially? It's pretty costly to make music, books, and podcasts, and in order to make it sustainable, I very much depend on the generosity of patrons. So to find out more about how to become a one-time or a monthly supporter, just visit my website, matthewclark.net slash partner. So thanks for being here today as we continue with this series introducing the essay writers for Only the Lover Sings. Today, I want to introduce you to my friend, Jesse Todd, who wrote for the title track, actually, Only the Lover Sings. So, um, the way this worked was, rather than assign a topic or a song to a writer, I just sent the songs out to them, and I let them pick one that stood out to them, one that they felt like spoke to them somehow. And then I asked them not to analyze or critique the song itself, but to enter into a conversation with the song to sort of cooperate with it in whatever way they felt led. So it's been a lot of fun just to see what might happen. And the book wound up having lots of different flavors and stories and responses to the songs. But what amazed me, though, was seeing how the essays from all of these different folks came together in such a sweet way. And I love what Jessie contributed to the book. Um, because she's a natural storyteller who is deeply attentive to people and words. And so I'm excited to introduce her to you today and to give you a little snippet of her reading some of the essay that she wrote for Only the Lover Sings. They put forth, there ain't no soul more lonely Until you tell the truth, you can't be touched And I wanna be touched So the song Jesse chose is, like I said, the title track. But where did the title Only the Lover Sings come from, you say? I mean, you named the album that, right? So why is that so important, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's actually the title of a little book by philosopher Joseph Pieper, and I love this little book. Uh, Pieper is writing about the relationship between art-making and contemplation, or art-making as a form of contemplation. And he says contemplation is this act of deliberate beholding or attentiveness as we go looking for God. He says we're on a pilgrimage of learning to see and hear the face and voice of the one who calls us beloved. And Pieper says that when we make art, we're actually practicing paying attention. Personally, writing these songs was, for me, a way to keep looking at the story of the woman at the well. It was a way for me to keep my face turned towards Jesus in hopes of seeing something that might help me heal after my own trauma. But paying attention is costly 
Uh, you're paying for it after all. And it takes effort and courage. It takes courage because we're afraid that if we look, we'll find nothing but more pain or more emptiness. We're afraid we might find a look of hatred and condemnation on the face of Jesus. And so we avoid eye contact because it feels too dangerous. But Jesus comes looking for us, even when we're feeling too naked and ashamed to face Him. The sad part, though, is that if we keep on avoiding Him, we'll never find out the truth about how much we're loved. If in our shame we keep sabotaging those opportunities to meet with Him, we'll stay stuck in this shadow story that our shame weaves around us. On the other hand, if we take the risk to respond to Jesus' effort to engage us, then maybe something new can happen. Maybe we can be surprised by joy, as C.S. Lewis said. Maybe we'll find in his face there by Jacob's well an understanding look. Maybe a tender look. A look not of disgust, but a look that assures us that in spite of everything, we are deeply loved and invited home. But only the one who dares to stop avoiding finds out that they are God's beloved. And it's scary. It just, it just is. <laughs> but the one who takes that chance to hear and see Jesus is changed. That lover, who had given up on singing, sings a new song of, of joy. And that is kind of the core idea of this whole album. Uh, and it's what I found to be true in my own experience after the death of my marriage. Uh, now, I talk more about that in the book itself, so I won't go into it, but I was surprised to find Jesus in that place, and even more surprised to find Him making a way through it into new things. Or to use the imagery from Jesse's essay, to find Jesus in love, working to excavate my buried heart. So let me introduce you to Jesse Todd. Jesse lives around Cleveland, Ohio, and works as a labor and delivery nurse by night and an amateur essayist by day. She has an English degree from Grove City College, and she worked as a middle school English teacher at Evangelical Christian Academy in Madrid, Spain, for several years before getting her nursing degree. She authors a newsletter called The Melancholy Monthly, and you can find those newsletters and her other work at themelancholymonthly.wordpress.com. She enjoys spending her free time walking and running through the, I don't know how to say this exactly, Cuyahoga National Park, cooking any and all things autumnal, and caring for her many houseplants. Jesse and her family have hosted me many times for house concerts in the Chicago area, and they are amazing people. I remember one of the first times I visited their house years ago and how much I loved uh, perusing Jessie's bookshelf. She was reading so many wonderful things, and it turned out that she is a great writer herself. So I was so excited when she agreed to be a part of this project. Um, I think Jessie's love for writing and reading really connect well with her passion for nursing because... Like Joseph Pieper might say, 
her willingness to pay attention to people and to their stories really permeates everything she does. So without further ado, here is Jessie Todd reading from the book Only the Lover Sings, an excerpt from her essay entitled Excavation. as a kid walking back from the park one night with my dad. I don't know what inspired our conversation, but we were going back and forth playing a would you still love me if blank game. I remember asking things like, if I said a mean word, would you still love me? To which my dad would respond, I'd still love you. I remember asking the worst thing I could think of. If I broke your computer, would you still love me? He paused and said, I'd probably be really mad, but I'd still love you. Since that conversation, I've said a lot of mean words, and while I haven't broken a computer, I have broken and been broken. Thankfully, I've had a father who has loved me still, giving me a foundational knowledge of unconditional love. I don't know if the Samaritan woman had witnessed this type of love from a husband, a father, or a friend. But I do know that she trusted this stranger prophet man enough to let him chisel her out of her shame. What I see in this story is true, unconditional love. A love that looks her in the eye and gives a new identity. By daring to meet the gaze of the man who already saw her, all that had piled upon her and all that she was, she was able to see herself differently. To see herself as he saw her as whole, as daughter. She was no longer the low-ranking sinner at the well. She was simply who she was. Her burdens lifted. She ran into the village that had shunned her and told them of the man who excavated her from the rubble of her life. Could this be the Messiah? This mission to break apart and free the gold and gems embedded within the bedrock of the world is the restoration Jesus sought to bring us when he came to earth. When we pray for his kingdom to come down, we're not praying for some holy, immaculate city to fall from the sky and replace this planet. We are praying for Jesus to chisel away more of what has hidden the jewels that are already here. We are praying to be instruments of excavation. We are praying for the strength to be broken out of our own sediment, like the woman at the well, this saint at the well. That restoration and acceptance allows us to run freely, shoulders light, into a hurtful world, declaring with each step that grace has touched this body and this soul. With delicate hands, my dirt has been removed. I've been truly seen for my shames and my scars and my sins and I am unconditionally loved. Jesse, thank you so much for being a part of this book. Folks, you should read the rest of Jesse's essay, and you can do that by going to Amazon and searching for the book Only the Lover Sings and ordering your own copy. Uh, You can also hear all of these songs wherever you listen to music online. You can go follow me on Spotify um, or or elsewhere. So to close us out this week, I would love to just read the lyrics 
to this song for you. Here is Only the Lover Sings. You've never met a liar. You've only met the lie that they put forth. There ain't no soul more lonely. Because until you tell the truth, you can't be touched. And I want to be touched. Only the lover sings. Only the one who dares to look you full on in the face finds out the shocking good news. But I learned a terrible habit. I speed away when the red light says to stay. And when the green light's flashing, I go to sleep to keep the light at bay. But I want to wake up. Because only the lover sings. Only the one who dares to look you full on in the face finds out the shocking good news. But what will you find if you look into those eyes? It's hard to believe, but maybe you're in for a surprise. I feel a new song coming, swinging like a blade that cuts through fear. I don't owe Jack to confusion. Now that love has come and made himself so clear. And I want to trust. I want to be touched. I want to wake up. I want to trust. Because only the lover sings. Only the one who dares to look you full on in the face finds out the shocking good news. Thanks again so much to Jessie Todd. Please go find her other stuff, her writing. Subscribe to her monthly newsletter at themelancholymonthly.wordpress.com. Go grab the album and the book online. I hope it'll be an encouragement to you. And if you've already read it, would you please post a review on Amazon and share about it on social media? That's a huge, huge help. I'd really appreciate that. But thank you so much for being here this week, and I will see you next time on 1,000 Words. Mm-hmm.